Welcome back to AFTF Podcast. No intro today, because we have to explain ourselves first. Mm-hmm. What if there was a season with, with no Kiraras, and nothing like a Kirara, and also real-life circumstances got in the way? <laughs> yeah, and, and also, um, long story short, we said we were watching Hani Yamada, and we did, mm-hmm. and we did just talk about Hani Yamada, but yes. you'll hear that episode in two weeks' time. Yes. Because someone's going out of town. Out of town. Uh, I will be perhaps in Toronto soon, and there probably won't yeah, be a live recording episode this time. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in Toronto for TCAF. So if this episode, this episode will be coming out before TCAF. So if you're oh, well also, before. also you're also in Toronto for TCAF, let me know. We can have an offline meetup of our fun things fun podcast. Yeah, wow. I will also be there. Um, will also Ranka be there. will actually be. I will actually be hosting Ranka. You will actually be hosting, um, yes. Sorry. In the most literal sense of the word, uh, Ranka <laughs> will be not only in town but in house in yes. uh, my house. Um, and I will also be at TCAF. Uh, I got the time off from work certified. Let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah. So if anyone's in town for TCAF, let us know, and um, you know, come have an, uh, an informal podcast of uh, fan club meetup or whatever. God, no, that sounds worse than yeah. that. No, it's terrible, right? Um, well, you know, come say hey, whatever. We'll be at TCAF. Um, mm-hmm. it's all it's all good. I'll be hanging around um Isaac Saffron Robbins booth a lot. Um, helping out with the Witch Trade, um, Volume Four Zeta coming out. Uh, come check it out, TCAF. Um, TCAF. Uh, yeah, but what that means is uh, the Hani Amada we're going to be putting out next week, and we wanted to do this episode sooner rather than later while it's still kind of relevant. That's yeah. right. It's the seasonal recap slash preview. And you know, normally we try to find a show to talk about that's really relevant here, like Gila Girl or, yeah. actually, or, or Hakozume. <laughs> Because I'm insane. was the other one. Yeah, we've really, we've really reached on some of these. Or DIY, which was actually a pretty natural fit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's true. This time, there was literally nothing like that last season at all. Uh, not even like one we could like creatively reach for. Uh, the closest. I mean, I think that there was, but it, it unfortunately was the one that I dropped the ball <laughs> and did not actually finish in time. Um, Perhaps. <laughs> uh, my bad. My bad. Um, you know, I'll I'll be I'll be upfront with you. I've been busy. Um, but not too busy to sit down with my, my bestie Ranka and, and talk about it anyway. Okay. So we did. We, I did watch some of them. I did. I managed to find time to finish finish a decent number in the end, actually. Uh, and drop some others as well. But I think we're not really going to be focusing on dropped unless it was like a particularly outrageously angry drop. Or maybe an anime that you've been hyped up so much that you vaguely suggested we cover it for the podcast. Uh, anyway, Mallory, tell us about uh, Onichan wa Oshimai. <laughs> Yeah, so Onimai aired last season. Um, I did try it. I dropped it after episode four. Um, nothing even really against the show. I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't care. I think what it really was is I analyzed sort of my relationship to the 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 trashiest shit that I uh, watch on purpose and enjoy um, or don't enjoy, as the chance may be. Um, and I think Onimai was that thing where it's like, you know what? I think if this were a manga... And I was, like, bored. I would probably just truth through all this in a day if I was in a certain mood for it. But in uh, week to week, like, it's not something where I'm like, oh, time for the weekly um, fucking, like, like wildly upsetting pervert cringe-a-thon. Uh, I, I can't do that. So I did not do that. Um, some of the side characters seem cool. The main character seems honestly not, like, even a terribly written character. I just don't really care. Um, so apologies if you were, were uh, fooled and you thought that I was going to watch it. I am sorry for misleading you. 
I watched one episode just out of curiosity, and like my main thing was like I thought this was gonna be like a TSF fetish kind of series, which is fine, but like it was actually like a littleification fetish thing. I was like, oh wait, no, this is not for me. It was definitely that too. Yeah, that was like that I was also. like, oh, oh, this is yeah, this is not my thing. It's a little bait and switch happening there, but I I I see a little um, bait and switch. Yeah, a little uh, bait and switch, all, all hyphenated. Um. Uh, the other show that I watched but dropped pretty early on was Tomo-chan wa Onanoko, oh. which I did not dislike, but it was very much just like, I don't have time for all these shows, and uh, this is the most cuttable one. That one seems good. I respect all the characters in it. It seems like a very solid, uh, funny little rom-com, if that is anything that interests you. Uh, the main hook is that the girl Tomo is like a uh, rough and tumble tomboy who is uh, the prince of the school and all the girlies are like she's so handsome. She is in love with her childhood friend who is a guy and the guy has a complicated complex, a complex if you will, or a com-com, um, where he struggles to see her as a girl um, in a romantic uh, sense at all. And this is where the main tension comes in. So it's it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. I uh, Iris wanted to watch it because she's a big fan of the manga. Um, and it seems good. I did not finish it. No uh, antipathy. Just didn't have time for it. I, I remember reading some of the manga years ago and finding it vaguely upsetting. But I think I was also slightly more appetite back then. Yeah, that's probably true. I think that um, any sort of weird stuff is completely ironed out. The show is very smooth. It goes down real smooth. Fair enough. Uh, and, and frankly... It's a little woke. Um, it's not bad. I liked it. Wonder Egg 2's finally here. Shut up! What did you watch, you fucking... Uh, speaking of stuff that I, I haven't quite dropped yet, but I'm not I'm not really feeling it. Uh, the first episode of that new Precure was really good. And then the second and third episodes were were not really good. Um, I don't know. I thought the first episode of Hiragari Sky Precure was pretty fresh. Was doing something a bit different. Um, had a, a fun antagonist, a fun protagonist. Uh, she was wearing her freaking tabby, uh, which is great. That is cool. Uh, but then, uh, and it had like just some like strange, like almost like retro shonen writing that was charming. But oh boy, did it quickly go into childcare and makeup. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not even the person who thinks every Pico does this because I know every Pico doesn't do this. Half of them do it much more insane and much more interesting things. But in this case, it felt like oh, I thought it was gonna be about. Come and ride a girl, and not, and, and not this again. So I don't know. I might give it another go, but it was, it was not not as strong as the first episode maybe wants to think it was going to be. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, I'm no longer watching seasonal precures. I am now watching seasonal um, Sentai and Toku. It turns out. Oh. So I'm watching. I'm on that. I'm on that King Oger shit. Um, How is that? Oh, that's relevant enough. Let's bring up. Is fucking. It's fucking really stupid, but I'm having a good time. Um, I've re- uh, oh, fuck uh, f- guest ep- guest um, former guest of the podcast Ivy has mentioned that uh, it is very much a web comic in the sense of the way the lore is built and uh, extolled out to the the viewer, and I think that it is giving me that good nostalgic hit that like if I went back and reread um, I don't know Gunner Craig Court to name drop mm. one for example. Um, yeah, it's definitely got that sort of flavor to it. I think it's highly enjoyable. They're doing a lot of stuff where, like, the enemies are a lot of bugs, so there's a ton of, like, uh, black blood everywhere on all the fight scenes, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's surprisingly violent. Um, and the other big hooks in this one are, like, a lot of the main actors are Indonesian, and they are all very swaggy. Um, Purple is crazy this year. 
Purple is crazy this year. The purple episode was number five where they introduced the purple. And yeah, that shit goes nuts. Uh, great character. I shouldn't say anything. Um, yeah, if you want to watch some dumb crap, you go enjoy some um, Oger. Fair enough. Um, I guess if we're talking about shows that I did finish that I have nothing to say about, I watched The Angel Next Door. Well, like, before those, like, The Angel Next Door spoils me rotten or something. Uh, Matt, you know what? People say Kirara shows are shows about nothing. They're wrong. Kirara shows are actually about quite a lot. Because we uh-huh. have a whole podcast. Like, this is a show that's actually about nothing. And I started thinking it was kind of cute, but by the end I got like increasingly distressed at how it was like... I don't think the author's that old, but it feels like... You know how people are like, oh, I love a good wholesome rom-com. And I fucking hate the word wholesome. But like, you kind of see what they mean. And when they like apply it to like Bisque Doll or whatever, like, okay, but they don't mean sexless and weird and with like a strange... Like, I don't know nuclear family hang-up. They just mean it is cute. Uh, Angel Next Door, like, starts on that cute stuff, and then gets just like, increasingly weird, like, sort of odd, what if high schoolers lived together and were, like, basically acted like a married couple, but weren't, but then also has, like, a whole bunch of, like, weird, like, oh, boys shouldn't be left on their own around girls, you don't know what will happen, and, like, I, I don't know. It was truly strange. Sometimes I watch a show that's, like, outside my comfort zone just to be like, ah, oh, I watched the thing that was outside my comfort zone, and I watched this one. I was like, "This, this isn't very good." Okay, there we go. Um, so I think that's past everything that was not interesting from last season. Everything else I watched, uh, everything I finished, pretty much. Otherwise, was at the least worth discussing. Um, so I'm gonna. Do you want to kick us off here? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start off with um. Uh, you know what? Let's let's go right into it. Um, a high card. Okay, I gotta say something about high card. And like, we watch go a lot on. of anime. We watch a lot of anime, right? You know we me? do, we do, we do. And I think it's really important that shows you know, new experiences all the time. And I always like it when things do and really like you know speaks to me. And high card is the first time I've ever watched a show. And while I was watching it, I got goosebumps. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I had a similar feeling where I was I was watching episode one and I thought, I'm the trick star. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Such a stupid build-up. Because I didn't even know it was Goosebumps, and so I just tweeted about it once. And I was like, does he say Goosebumps? And I could not Oh, it's, he fucking it. says Goosebumps. Says goosebumps. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, okay, so the OP of this show is very funny. Um, it's great. The um, high card is what happens if Kakigurui guy just saw Kingsman and thought it was really cool. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're so right. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, and it's pretty good. I had I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think it's up and down, but I think it has a, a genuinely fun world, a pretty consistently good aesthetic style, and the finale is so nonsensical in a way that oh, I think is Oh, the finale really was so good. I, I really enjoyed some real fucking dumb shit. Like, I think I mentioned this too much in the podcast, but it reminded me of, like, that era that Speed Graffer belongs to, of, like, yeah. the mid-aughts, like, dumb shit, like, studio original dumb shit. Yeah. It's God damn. It's bad. like Gonzo never left, baby. Um, this is not yeah. Gonzo, but it has the flavor of it a has, Gonzo original. It's, it's, go- it's Gonzo, but, like, the other thing, and, uh, you know, friend of the podcast me and piss agreed on this is that it's like and i love gohans but this is like if handshakers looks normal 
like a real show almost yeah. with the sharp angles yeah. strange but unique color choices cg backgrounds i think it looks really neat uh i think it was definitely it's it's has a strong opening episode and then it kind of doesn't really know what it's doing to introduce the cast and it then also doesn't really use the cast it introduces that well yeah there's like two main characters and then everyone else is hanging out hanging out but on the other hand just the sheer amount of weird guys that it threw at you every single episode the weird guys are pretty top notch um there was benny the balls balls man the marbles balls man there's benny balls <laughs> benny balls the marble ball uh, man was the guy called like lucky luckman like actually... lucky luckman was something else yeah that was that was another one that was really good lucky uh, luckman went pretty hard and then the um the maiden Chelsea girl who's actually called Chelsea, who uh works at a soup kitchen and also does MMA, uh and also homoerotically sticks people's hands together. Yep. Um little side note, uh Chelsea is what Brits call the Jersey Shore. Kind of. Yeah, you kind of kind not really. I I'm paraphrasing as a joke. Oh, um just... anyways, um yeah, 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 yeah. The f- f- really fun show. Uh, nothing incisive or interesting to say about it, except that it was very fun and funny. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting that High Card has this big... I think that um, this gets overused, so please bear with me. Uh, High Card has a very consistent theme throughout of found a family, with uh, the main character who is an orphan, and the way that Chris and his sister, uh, and the way that their relationship uh, changes over the course of the last little finale bit there. Um, I, that was interesting. Go ahead. I was this interesting because I, the the way these kind of shows are set up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be shipping Finn and Chris, but I kind of didn't because the way in which Chris is heterosexual is a bit too genuinely heterosexual. Because like, you know, yeah, I'm, he's like just enough of a bastard for real. Yeah, and like it's because obviously I'm very used to watching shows where oh, the blonde playboy sleeps with a bunch of women. However, like I've watched, I mean, me and Mallory have watched Gravitation together. We know how yeah. this works. But the problem yep. is that Chris is just, like, genuinely a straight guy. <laughs> no, Chris is genuinely a straight guy, so the, the yaoi factor is honestly pretty low. It's, it's yeah. like, kind of underground. Um, it's, it's shonen, it's not. So it's don't not don't think that it's like that. It's n- genuinely not enjoyable for that angle if you're thinking of trying it out. Um, it's just funny for dumb shit action, dumb shit. Yeah. Um, Incri- incredible power names. Funny. I, I really like how every single power name like feels like it's a pun, but it's not. Oh, dude, the power name is blowing mine. They're so, like, awkwardly worded. <laughs> they sound like such shit. They're so good. Um, I also think uh, Chris Redgrave is one of the all-time dudes who I keep thinking is in Resident Evil. God, what is the, what is the Chris from Resident it's Evil? It's Chris, Chris Redfield is Resident oh. Evil. Oh! Yeah, Chris Redgrave. Um, it, it fucked me up every fucking time I heard his name. I was like, wait a minute, that's not Redfield. I was like, oh, right, this is not um the same show. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The high card is really stupid, but pr- quite stupid. funny. It's really stupid, and it's got a second half coming, which I think genuinely... Oh my god, the fucking post-credits where they said season two confirmed after the Black Knight comes up and says, give me your money. <laughs> this shit killed me. Oh my god, I was crying I... laughing. That was a comedic moment of the season for me, honestly. Was... I was losing my mind. I, I was so sad that I saw the announcement on Twitter before I actually watched the episode, because I think oh, if, I'd, I... Oh. if I'd seen that roar, I think I would have been hooting and hollering. Rocket, let me tell you, going from the finale of like the actual season into that post credit sequence into season two announced, it w- killed me. I was losing my mind. Um, I, I don't know. I think that anime is back if you can have a studio original like this get a second season. 
Yeah. Um, I think art art is back. Let's go. Genuinely. Twenty twenty three. We move. Um. Now the world. I'd Speaking say... of. Okay. I say. Like, I have a segue. Do you have a segue? Uh, probably the same segue. Oh. I would okay. say. Well, we'll see how it goes. I think there were like four quite notable anime original to some degree. One of them is kind of an adaptation, but it's a pretty divergent adaptation. Certainly high profile studio uh boys action joints last yep. season. Uh, that was I most of last season, yeah. All four of them. Um I watched three a... of them, I think. Yes, you did not watch the best one, which is really sad to me. Oh um, boohoo. Oh so the thing I hear every fucking three months. Let's talk okay, about the worst one. Buddy Daddies? Trigon Stampede. By a country fucking mile. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I. Okay. Why? Why did you hate Trigon Stampede? So. Because I have I... things I hated about it too. I have read the manga. Of Trigon. Okay. Because... Ah. Okay. I'm. I'm curious to hear about this. Because can I tell you what I think I know? Right. Go on. My understanding. My understanding is that Trigon Stampede is, quote unquote, hues closer to the manga than Trigon the '99 uh, anime did. From what I understand, yes. I've seen one episode of the 99 anime in my life. Okay, I, I loved the 99 anime a lot when I saw it. It's so a good show. Here's the thing. I feel like I should reckon check that because this is not me being talking as, as a manga fan. I don't really like the Trigun manga that much. I read a lot of it because it was very cheap to get in the UK when I was younger. It was... Uh-huh. Dark, dark Horse graphic novels were noticeably cheaper than a lot of their... Um, the other competitors put out. And the Trigun volumes were big because I think they were compiled for multiple Japanese volumes. So I just picked up a lot of Trigun because like, well, I kind of like this. And it is cheap and I do like Vash. And just the more you get into Trigun, the more you're like, oh, the things I think are cool are not the things Nightale thinks is cool. And not the things, I, that's what I understand, the 90s anime thinks is cool. And not the things that the fan base latch onto. Um, because uh, the first half of Stampede's really good. I thought the first half of Stampede was, I was like, wow, they fixed Trigun. Or they add, the action is so clear. You can tell what's going on. Everyone's got cool tricks they're pulling out. These fights are quite concise and get to a point. You have characters with really clear worldviews, which is always in Nighthouse work, but the characters who have worldviews are the ones I care about. You know, Millie, um, uh, Meryl gets to actually have a personality. This is great. Yeah, how dare you say Millie out loud? I, okay, here's the other thing is that, like, I, because I read the manga where Millie's, like, not a character, I'm always like, people really hung up on this character and who's in, like, two chapters of the manga. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, sorry, go on, go on. I do, I do think Millie is charming, though. It's just always he's like, oh, wow, people really remember her. I was like, oh, right, because she's a much bigger deal in the night show. Um, I was like, okay, Millie, I quite liked Roberto De Niro as a character. I thought he was, you had this, like, really fun moral compass. The main characters we have, Vash, who is, like, super optimistic, not very rational. Millie, who's very optimistic, but a bit more rational. Roberto De Niro is just fully doom-pilled, but kind of wants to believe in the best of people. And Wolfwood, who has seen the worst in people, is trying to decide where he wants to go from there. It's like, that's a really fun, really good core quads to base your show around. But no, this is Trigun. And you know what Trigun's actually about? Clone baby incest. And boy, the second half of Stampede was just about fucking clone baby incest. I fucking, I've never liked Millions Knives. And I think this oh, is like... Oh, really? I fucking, okay. so fucking boring. He's always been the worst part of Trigun to me. And wow. the first half of Stampede be like, wow, this is all the good bits of Trigun. And then... And, you know, the way they've moved things around makes me a bit more optimistic for season two, because I think they will now skip part... They have done the bits of Trigun I find really boring. But Knives is just so 
he's like the most boilerplate genocide twink with nothing going on. Wow, I, okay. Huh. I, he's huh. so fucking boring. Uh, and also the second half of Stampede is just like genuinely feels a bit rushed like as in, like rushed to it feels rushed in a way a video game is rushed like there's so much like characters just teleporting from one scene to another and then just disappearing from the plot uh I, and Wolfwood just walks off at one point and we never see him for the rest of the show uh I yeah I don't know I was I think because I was like I'm finally gonna like Trigon and then and I got it really stole away from me I felt really disappointed Okay. But you well, seem you know a bit more pro knives than I am. Um, I think knives is fun. I thought that the uh, clone incest was pog. I had a great time with the finale. I thought that uh, leading up to the finale, I was sort of like getting a little bored with the pacing. Mm. Um, I have not read the manga. I have no opinions on the manga except that everyone I've talked to has said that like the animes are generally even more enjoyable, <laughs> even if Naito has some cool ideas. Yeah. Um. And so I guess. A lot of this is just secondhand and like, you know, like trying to assemble an understanding of something I've not read and I've been told like, it's not really worth it. So I have no real interest <laughs> in re reading it. So like, whatever, it's hard for me. It's true. Um, in that way. Um, that being said, I really, I really liked the 90s. Nine, I really, really liked the 99 one. Sorry, pardon me. 99 one was great. Had a great time. Um, <sighs> From what I understood about it being different, I, I, it seemed like it was pretty positive changes. The thing that I had heard at the time was that, oh, this is like the optimal version of Trigood. You should really re watch it instead of try to read it. I think that it's very fun. Um, I think that Vash is... Um, oh, he's so charming. Great vocal Vash performance. Is so, he's so charming. He's so nice um, in 99. 99 is perfect Vash. I love him. Um, Twink Vash, I was not mad about. I remember being mad vocally on the podcast when we were talking about it, but I honestly, it does grow on you. Oh, I, I, I like his new design. I think it's really... Yeah, it's because he loves Twinks. Uh, uh, yeah. He, he kind of got the undercut and the funny anime boy glasses. Like, it was all over for me. Um, yeah, I understand. No, no shit. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> so, like, the new Vash I'm not mad about. I think that the voice work is also good. He's a good, empathetic character. He's much more of a, like, a straight-up crybaby instead of being, like, sort of, like, the Joker with a heart of gold who's got to, like, um, I don't know. I think original 99 Vash, um, like, there's a line that's straddled between, like, getting to understand him more. I think that new Vash gives up his uh, interiority, like, way quicker. Yeah. And it's not, like, I'm not mad at it or anything. It's just a different change. But I think that combined with me not loving the pacing in the middle... Um, plus, I think that it's exchanging Millie for Roberto De Niro. Um, once again, Roberto, I don't even really hate in contact. I don't really hate that much, but uh, took me a while to warm up to him for sure. Um, and my God, was I fucking upset about no Millie. Holy cow. I think Meryl's okay, though. And um, God, okay. I have no... I, I don't, my opinion on Stampede is that it's, it's pretty okay. Um, it just didn't feel like anything I knew of, of about Trigun, which is fine. Um, and I'm rambling like a moron because I don't know how to say that it was completely fine. And I have no special strong feelings except for the outro looked cool as fuck. And Studio Orange should be allowed to make more uh, Hoseki no Kuni if they yes. keep getting money like this. I agree. Uh, um, those are my thoughts on Tri Trigun Stampede. My, yeah, I know, I'm the same way, like, after season one, I was like, I don't want to watch season two, but then I'm like, but, 
But they're going to have Mid-Valley the Horn Freak in Season 2, but with a really funny animation. It's going to be the best version of Mid-Valley the Horn... Is, Mid- is Mid-Valley the Horn Freak in the latest Yes, that's one? correct. Okay, good. That is absolutely correct. Okay, I'm like, okay, if they bring back Mid-Valley the Horn Freak and make him funnier than ever, maybe it can still be good. I don't know. I, I felt, I guess... I'm not actually truly mad at it because I don't have enough investment in Trigon. It was just like one of those things like, ah, this is this is disappointing. And it was very funny seeing a few fan artists who were doing the very good Vashwood stuff going onto their oh, Twitters yeah. and being like, yeah, these last few episodes, um, I hope Wolfwood shows up again. Yeah, very very unfortunate to see. Um, uh, yeah. Sad for all the artists, but I appreciate all the work they do still. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I it's 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 complicated um I, I, the fact that they seem to be setting up like a f- successor thing to this which is gonna be like kind of based on Trigon Maximum which is like a different iteration of Trigon as well uh no it's which I was a sequel Maximum is a sequel yeah okay it just um, switched whatever. during its run oh Fuck. gotcha okay that's fine yeah this um, this kind of yeah, story. Kinda... Trigon's been frying my brain because I had like an eight-hour tattoo session recently, and my tattoo mm-hmm. artist is a pretty big Trigon fan. So we got talking about anime, and then they were explaining to me how Trigon works while like genuinely going to work on my fucking arm, <laughs> and I was like fading in and out of like um, ab- able to pay attention, and I absorbed like half the information incorrectly. So if I sounded like I'm insane, it's because Trigon now just has a- an effect on my brain. Um, yeah. Um, six out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a it was a five for me in the end because I was just a bit too annoyed at it. Um, I guess speaking of shows that I had a bit of a similar reaction to, but not as strongly because I liked it a lot more overall. Buddy Daddies. Buddy Daddies. Yeah, the show that I thought you were gonna call the worst one because I just sort of I, I don't, I'm sorry for assuming. Um. Yeah, Buddy Daddies was freaking fun. Buddy Daddies was, was really fun. I it's uh, Buddy Daddies is like okay, so back in the day, you know, I, I'm not sure it was in. I, it was kind of you know the era of oh, Moe shit is destroying anime. I like my gosh, I like my manime. And oh, yeah. Obviously, uh-huh. that was the corny shit. But here's the thing: Buddy Daddies is real manime because it's dealing with it real literally is adult male issues, and it I don't know, it was intensely charming, and I. I, I see Kazuki, I'm like, he's me for real. I, I, I understand his struggle. Not all of Literally. it. Literally. Not, 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 the, not the dead wife gas tanker explosion. <laughs> um, Buddy Daddies was a very charming action sitcom that sort of flopped every time it tried to be more than an action sitcom. But the, the action sitcom bits were good enough that even when it had some strange choices throughout, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I tended to weather them. I I do think the Dead Wife episode is really bad. Uh, the just, Dead just... Wife episode is a little tacky, but I was not too upset about it. I wasn't upset. I was just like, this is this feels like a... This should have been told over like in like the background of three episodes rather than just all dropped in one. And also the reason for her dying was so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was um, it was a little clownish. Uh, I thought everything else was. Uh, I really enjoyed everything else like a lot. Yeah. Um, Mary is so cute. Like Mary was just so. I'm like, I'm gonna get bored of the the child being a funny child who makes the funny faces. And no, dude, was. she's just that good. She's so good. She's she's so charming. She has she has swag. You see this throughout the show. 
Um, and yeah, I know it had a really, really consistently chummy atmosphere. Uh, I think, and it also had the fun thing of, I guess, a PA works joint like a Cuba made war of when it decides to be violent, the violence really catches you off guard. Yeah, and I I like that part. I thought that was good. That little oh, that, that good. little contrast was a uh, fun. The it action's was, pretty fun true. as well. It's yeah. not it's not like a crazy big crazy big deal. Um, it's 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 pretty creative, and it has like the good thing of, I guess. Hollywood movie style action scenes, but with characters you're a lot more invested in because you spent more time with and their conflicts built up more. So when when the John Wick fight is, will the two gay dads get to keep their kid, even though the evil notebook man with his his reverse death note is trying to kill them? You get you get a bit more immersed into it. And I did think Death Notebook Man was was a very strong antagonist. It it felt like one of those shows like it was really good, but I would tweak things around. I'd bring in some of the family drama, like the uh, Ray's family drama stuff a bit earlier. I would basically make it so maybe make the action a bit more front-loaded. I think it could work a bit better. Yeah, perhaps. But it was, it was so cute. Also, yeah, I don't know. I thought that, um... <sighs> it, it, I mean, the other thing is it's also, it's good licorice food coil. Yeah, yeah. If, if we may, um, <laughs> if we may touch base on our, uh, a quote of ours that is going around Twitter. Um, uh, I, it, not like going around, but you know, I, I just people have been talking about it. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good licorice recoil, basically, <laughs> which is uh typical that the anime industry can't have a single good licorice recoil with women in it, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and the worst part is they did, and it was psychopaths, and it also wasn't good. Um, <laughs> but the Yuri oh, and psychopaths I, kicks ass compared to licorice I, recoil. I I have I have fondness for psychopaths. No, I, me too. Season one. I season two's good. Season two has more women doing more women things. So. Oh, season one has the only two that I care about. So who gives a shit? Well, you, you don't. You don't like Akane. Akane's okay. Akane, they they introduce Akane's like insane fascist bootlicker like hate fuck girl. All right. Okay. Really say good. no more. Say anyway, no more. I will watch um, that. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of Urobuchi projects. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um Revenger. Uh last season's uh Gen Robucci and his underling who has a similarly tuny name who I can't remember, it was probably Jane Um teaming up to write an anime original. Uh it's not really samurai, it's like post Japan opening up but not too much. Action mobster thriller black comedy. Um and you know, Urobuchi again, not always the strongest recommendation. No, he's done some things that I think are very important to me, Mario, like Madoka. You can't ever forget that. Uh, yep. He's also turned out some absolute garbage and some stuff that is, I think, especially now, is just a bit too offensive is the wrong word, but not saying I have any desire to read it. I don't have no I Sayana Uta worked for me when I was sixteen. I'm never going back to that ever again. However yep. Fair, fair. Revenger was really fucking. Revenger is possibly my favorite Robochi thing. Uh, Whoa, it's, okay. It's so good. It feels like it feels like he has matured and grown up as an artist. He's now understood how you can make things shocking in a way that feels provocative but not exploitative or like harmful or cruel. C cruel in a way that makes you think, "Oh, I don't trust this guy." This this is someone who's like has a started putting way more gay sex into his shows. So good for him. <laughs> Okay, cool. There's, there's a lot of on-screen awesome. gay sex. Um, Alright, okay. And has also, and 
it's so the show is basically about um the opium trade in the 1800s in japan and basically how western powers were trying to use pushing opium through china and japan to destabilize the region for political reasons uh but it's also a show about a sad samurai man being sad um and it's but it's also so because funny it's it's it feels it, it feels much like how gen has grown up because it's a show that's in many parts actually is kind of commenting on the career of being someone who is like a shock artist essentially and has some really interesting things to say about what does it mean to be an artist who is only known for making things that show horror and show sadness how would someone feel if they're in that situation and it comes to a very sobering point that has, has really stuck to me but it is also the show where there are um opium pimp nuns with a taser that they hit so that they can try to kidnap a handsome men to turn them into opium addicted prostitutes of buddhist monks um okay. and, and okay. it's just all these like constantly weird themes every single episode um they fight the drugged up tiger in one episode uh the cast of like basically sayuki show up to be mid-series antagonists and it just and it also has the really has the really really good thing i love of where you assume something's going to be the main yaoi ship because they're the first two boys that interact but what actually shapes out to be the main yaoi ship is so much bigger brain and so much more lads rocking out it it's incredible it even has um sort of trans rep that isn't offensive it's insane but it's treated sensitively enough and isn't a aspect of transness i think is discussed very much in anime so i don't know i think it's genuinely intelligent but also really fucking funny on purpose consistently and also disquieting uh i think it's his masterpiece and it is honestly tragic that stock in genera butchie's name had fallen enough that he can put out his best work ever and no one fucking watched it uh but man well i mean you know he's earned it <laughs> kind of has, yeah. Um, but also, that's uh, yeah, okay. I'll watch Gen Urobuchi's best work, quote unquote. That's a uh, yeah, okay. Fuck yeah. Sharp twelve episodes. That after you have finished, you're like, I don't need any more Avenger. I've, I've seen the vision. So yeah, okay, really good. All right, all right. I I would like to see the vision. Uh, um, another vision that I saw is the vision of what if soccer was uh, exclusively for gay guys. Whoa! Can you imagine? Imagine the world that that would be. Uh, I watch Blue Lock. I watch Blue Lock. Blue Lock's it fun. Was... It's a fun sports anime. I'm enjoying that it's fun. Yeah. I have uh, nothing new to say about it besides um what I said the first time we talked about this show. Yeah, I because um, I read way past this in the manga, and uh, sure honestly, the animation is like kind of like funny bad at some parts in in this adaptation. There's just a, there's like there's like a one like whoa drawing in like every episode, or like one like haha three D yeah. model, in every episode. That, that, uh, so this is my background I... stuff. Yeah, I think there's so, so some of the three background three D models are like why you didn't need to it's in three D. You could oh, just so have the like art, the art is so much better in the manga. Holy cow. Yeah, I can, like I can see The manga has great paneling. I um, I think the anime is a... I, I guess I'd call it a Golden Kamui kind of adaptation where it's not animated super great, but the voice acting is super on point. And the voice acting they, is there. They know how to pace it. They know how to make moments into emphasis. I think, it, I think the way it uses 3D for its more like surreal or metaphorical aspects works well. I think Bachelor's Monster being that weird 3D monster actually worked in my opinion, super well. Um, and 
the anime does also have some very, very funny English language voice acting at the end. Uh, the English voice acting went really crazy hard. Uh, big fan of that. Um, second favorite joke of the season, actually, probably. Yeah, Blue Lock solid. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing else Beckham to say. Or Argentinian Killua. Uh, Argentinian Killua goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blue Lock was uh, really, really good. It's getting at least like another season and a movie, and it's probably going to get like uh, ten more seasons because Japan loves it. And it's been a while since the last big, big sports hit. Like Yoapeda is cycling on the background. Haikyuu. Haikyuu's in a weird place where the manga ended years ago and the anime still hasn't ended. Uh, but I still get there huh. eventually. So I think Blue Lock was what Fujo's were waiting for, and I think its level of raw intensity uh, really stood out. Uh, it is by one of the best shonen manga writers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, probably worth checking out the manga. And also, if you like Blue Lock, read Kami-sama no Yutori, or As the Gods Will, which is... The best death game series of all time? I would I would comfortably say so. I comfortably agree. The best death game series of all time. You heard it here, uh, like, maybe for the third time, actually. I've said that on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. I've but... said it a lot because it's fucking true. It's fucking true. Um, okay. Uh, Ronk, is there anything else you watched? Did you watch? Uh, I've watched... I watched a show called Mo Ipon. Oh, uh... God. Of course. Yeah. Um, this is my great shame. Uh, I only made it to episode um, eight. God, God damn it! I wish I'd finished it in time for this recording. <laughs> um, it seems uh, really good. It seems it's, really good. It's really. It is. At the time it ended, it is. I think the best girls' sports anime of all time. Uh, wow. Okay. To, to be fair, the thing is, like, there hasn't. To be really... fair, they don't make good ones. They, they um, made some good ones, but like, none of them are like. When I see us, I go, okay, this is the goal. Like, I like scorching ping pong girls, but it doesn't. And I know you're very fond of it, but it doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like the, I can point at this and go, go, you know? I like Har- um, Harry Kind of Receive a lot, but it's half a story, and I know a lot of people don't like it, so I'm not going to try and puff that one up too much. But Moe Pond, I think, is like, and I guess there's Saki, if we count Saki, but I I like Saki, but I was never like crazy about it. Mm. I, start- I mean, like, Saki is a mixed bag for me, because I physically could not watch it because of how badly her boobs looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got over that, it was like pretty good mahjong. I mean, mahjong's not a fucking sport. That's, I mean, I, I, like it's not a sport. It's not a sport in the same way. It's yeah. also there's there's not the sense of camaraderie, growth, um, expression, and catharsis that you get. It's very mind games. Saki yeah. is death games for women. <laughs> is really what it is. I'm not saying that they're not related genres, but it's not a sports. It's not a sports. That's fair. Uh, but like anime. the thing, I, the thing I'd have to go to Saki and be like, "Yeah, this is this could be one of the best ones." I think kind of tells you it is a bit of a fallow field. But oh, yeah. no, Miyotipon is. I mean, it's also one of the best sports anime of all time. Just it, it has like insane pacing where each episode feels like it's double length, but in a good way. Oh, because for sure. they pack so much characterization into it, and it's so clever with how it. It it obviously a lot of sports are like oh we have these two characters they are the they are like the thematic duo they will be constantly interacting. Moipon always shakes up. You have I'd say one very core relationship, one very strong GL relationship between uh, Michi and Nagamo, which is so funny and so cute and so strong. And Nagamo is one of one of the greatest to ever do it in a sports series. 
but it is so clever in how it makes you constantly mix up who's interacting and why the judo is incredibly animated both did you do judo mallory did i make that up yeah i did judo yeah yeah both of us are ex-judoka so it was really cool seeing that rendered so well and with with a really fun mix of attention to detail and fantasticism where all the actual techniques and stuff are all quite possible but people use the craziest ukemis like some of the ukemis are so over the top but in ways they're that really are, like, good so charming like when some of the, i have you got to the time where someone just like does a triple barrel roll it might be slightly past where you are and it's incredible triple uh, barrel roll sounds like a lot i'm not gonna lie it's it doesn't make any sense it's like okay they've done enough like pretty serious judo stuff that they get to stun occasionally and it's wonderful um it does the great sports anime thing of making you feel pretty consistently bad for the people they beat uh it has this very strong message of every el- everyone else we know is going through their own sport shonen and to a degree the characters at times understand we are the villains in other people's shonen which is a a f- not like it's not like a particularly deep message but it's a really fun attitude to approach a series with and it means that towards the end when a truly antagonistic team shows up uh, the finale is explosive it has some of the best martial arts fights i've seen in anime that will just have me on the edge of my fucking seat you've heard of yujiro hanma imagine if yujiro hanma was a really angry stick up harassed 16 year old girl and it's pretty good it goes pretty hard in the final arc. Uh, so yeah, okay, Morikon is right. incredible. Uh, definitely watch it. I do like Yujiro Hanma. I do like Baki. And I also do like what I've seen of, of um, Morikon. So you don't have to tell me twice, but I will watch it as soon as possible. Thank you for your restraint. I appreciate how hard that was for you to not immediately spoil it or, or talk about the parts that are really cool. Yeah. Ronka, I'm oh. so sorry. We'll talk about it soon, I promise. We'll say, well, there's, there's also like an insane butch for butch teacher thing towards the end. Oh, Pog. Oh, can I can I say I did like the um teacher for um kind of looking like a dropout student um the, that, that I've gotten to. The, yeah, no, everything to do with Natsume Sensei is insane. But the I, yeah, I love her a lot. She's the, really cool. The, yeah, no, the stuff with Natsume and Himeno is like. I... <sighs> okay. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, really good. You are telling me it gets better from here? It gets, it, it, it gets better. I don't. Okay. I, I'm not fucking with you. Somehow. Okay, I appreciate. It, I appreciate it. Okay, I'm very excited. <laughs> Um, geez, Louise Ronka, is there anything else from last season? Uh, D4DJ, all mess. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, we're gonna go on a break now. And we will talk about the stuff we're going to be watching in spring 2023, right in a second.
Um, so winter's over. And what a long winter it was. My god, it was like so cold here for so long. But I can make it longer. Oh, right. You forgot one. I What's forgot up? To. Um, these, these kind of weren't really seasonal things, so I will treat them disrespectfully and put them between two seasons. Uh, Lupin Zero is really cool. Ah. Check that one. Uh, that one was really stylish, really fun. Uh, a great mix of old school camp and new school production values and has like a really cleverly nostalgic style that doesn't feel cheap. Like they've like tried to do make it look a bit like a shitty old OVA on purpose in a way that's really charming. Uh, I was really impressed by Lupin Zero. Uh, and finally, uh, I watched Pole Princess. Did you hear about Pole oh. Princess? No, I didn't hear about Pole Princess. The, the baffling new, I think, multimedia thing that's like, you know, when you're like really getting to the bottom of the barrel and you're like, what, what if we made the anime that's about like non-sexualized pole dancing and about how it's an art form instead? It's it's kind of charming. I I enjoyed it, but it is also like, wow, we've we've really done everything at this point. Um. There's two things that no one else watched. But what about next season? Are people watching Oshinoko? Uh, yeah, I watched Oshinoko. <laughs> Sorry, that segue was so smooth that I got fucking stunlocked. Um, yeah, Oshinoko. Um, of some repute, I think we talked about this. 80-minute uh, long premiere episode. Yes. Holy cow. That, was... that shit was a movie. Yo, Oshinoko last it night was a, was a movie. movie. It literally was a movie when I did in fact watch it. It was literally it a feature-length film. It was. It was quite good. I thought it was a very solid. I enjoyed episode. it. Are you a manga reader? Um, uh, I'm not. I have not read that one, but I did have the synopsis for that one uh, laid out to me. The synopsis being a long wind-up to what the actual meat and potatoes of the story is. Yeah, I knew about um, parts of the synopsis. I think I knew know the. The thing about the children that everyone knows, but in case you don't, yeah. get I did not know where that went by the end of the episode. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, I'm curious to see where this is going to lead. Because that's, that's... Yeah, I had, I had, yeah, I had been told the whole thing. Oh. And I'm excited to get into what what is now, for me, new content. Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, Oshinoko... Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to give a brief description of this without giving away everything. But if you're curious, just go watch the first episode. It's, it's only eight, 80 minutes. It's only 80 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, but basically, it's about a doctor who is a fan of a particular idol. And that idol shows up at his clinic because she has become teenage pregnant with twins. And um, he looks after her. Um, it's the day of her arrival or her delivery. The opposite of an arrival? <laughs> they should call them arrivals. They, they should. Babies arrive. I guess, I guess someone delivers them, but that's like the doctor's putting a lot of work there. Um, <laughs> anyways, the day of the delivery, um, he's walking home and he is uh, beset by one of the idol's uh, fans or stalkers and they push him off a cliff and he dies and then he wakes up and lo and behold, he is uh, one of the two twins. He's reincarnated uh, with memory as one of the two twins that the idol gives birth to. And that's all I'll say. If you think that sounds like an interesting, crazy, insane time, which it is, uh, go check that out. It's fun. It is. Uh, 80 minutes. Good time. If, if if some of the things that happen in the first five minutes, you're like, wow, this is a little bit cringe. Don't worry. It, it gets a bit... Li- I admit, like, if I went in entirely blind, I think the first five minutes, like, I don't know about this one. But it... Yeah, I think I think you should not go into an entirely blind to a, a film. Um, <laughs> this is so true. This that's is... why I told you a little bit of the plot. This is true. 
there is still um, yeah. about three quarters of the film's worth of wild stuff that happens after that. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I'll say one more thing. Uh, Doga fucking Kobo. This, sh- this shit looks good as hell. Thank you to Studio Doga Kobo I, for kicking ass. I think it was an interesting balance for a show that looked very good when it needed to, but also was clearly saving budget when it didn't need to, which I think is good. I think that's how things should that's be. That's why you get Doga Kobo, baby. Kobo. They're the goats. They get it done. Um, yeah, amazing. Phenomenal color palette. Good designs. Um, great show. Yeah. Uh, liked it a lot. Hoping to see more of it. Looking forward to it, etc. Okay. Um, moving on to something with a little bit less um, immediate buzz. Um, I'm watching Jigoku Raku. Uh, uh, has that got less immediate buzz? I'm sort of seeing a lot of people talk about Jigoku Raku. Uh, I'm seeing there's a lot of buzz this season. That's um, true. Okay, I'm talking about something that I am going to just continue pretending has no buzz so that I can <laughs> be like one of the three people watching it. So I don't see anyone <laughs> be wrong about it at all. Um, that being said, Jigoku Raku is uh, my favorite action series of the past decade. Wow. Um, go read the manga if you're a manga reader. It's 13 volumes and it's finished. And I literally have been rereading it uh, for the third time while, you know, on breaks on this recording. Wow. Um, so I love it. It's really good. I really like Jigoku Raku. Um, I thought it was a, a very it, a strong first episode that had immediate hooks had a bit of a katanagatari vibe to it almost with its sort of weird kind of supernatural kind of not storytelling and emphasis on humanity and empathy uh so yeah yeah it's some sort of like period piece situation yeah um i can see that that's pretty fair um it's very good i really like it um the manga is an all-time for me genuinely one of my favorites of all time uh the anime is being handled by mappa and it looks pretty good uh, Mappa's doing a pretty alright job on this one. It so. doesn't look too Mappa. Yeah, I don't really care what happens. I will be watching this, um, whether or not Mappa shits the bed or not. But ultimately, I've been going to be rereading the manga uh, more times. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, I would say fans of uh, Chainsaw Man who are looking for something a little bit more um, philosophical should check out Jigoku Raku. God damn it, with faint fucking priests. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Um, speaking of shows that are for stupid people, Dead Mount Death Play. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see this. I, I haven't seen the first episode yet, but this, this sounds exciting. It was, uh, the, the, again, the first few episode, first few minutes of the first episode, I was not entirely sure, but then you're like, oh no, this is written by the Bacano and Durara guy. Okay, no, his bit has come in now, and I'm having fun. A lot of people show up very quickly. Ah. Uh, huh, huh, huh. Okay. Oh, did you not realize cool. it was Durara guy, Bakano guy? No, 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 I oh. did, I did, I did. I was just going, huh. I was just sort of like reacting to what you were saying. I was like thinking about it. Fair enough. Um, others, another work by a um, storied author um, coming out with another great work. Mm. Uh, Tengoku Daimakyo, a.k.a. Heavenly Delusion. Mm. Um, by Ishiguro himself, the mm. author of such manga as Soredemo Machi Gamawateru. And Nemuru Bakano. Um, Yes, that's right. We've talked about this. Um, yeah, I, I ended up reading the manga on this one in preparation for the show as well. The manga is ongoing and not finished, but a good chunk of it is out. So I'd recommend reading that as well. Tengoku Daimakyo is... Um, what studio is doing this one? I'm not even sure. It's uh, Production IG, I think. Oh, right, of course. IG. Um, yeah, I'm pretty into the look on the characters. I think that it's... I, I, I'm... I don't especially love this in motion. 
um which is kind of a weird thing to say but like i think that this show visually is suffering from like the makoto shinkai like filmicness that people are doing with like camera movement and sweeps and stuff and i don't think that it's especially it is not capturing what i like about the manga and i don't think it's especially um novel anymore either but it is still an exceptionally cool story um some of the craziest work on gender I've ever seen in my life. I've so heard mixed things about that. I'm interested to see where it what it does with it because I. Uh, yeah, you should hear one unmixed thing from me. It's uh, really good. Okay. Okay. Period. Right. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Once again, I've read the manga and I like the manga, so I'll be watching this no matter how bad it gets. And it seems like it's pretty good. So, recommendation on that as well. Um, uh, something with like a uh, way less buzz where I also have not read the manga. Um, Idol Master Cinderella Girls U149. Oh, yeah. I watched the first episodes of that. Uh, not sure about this one. <laughs> I watched one episode. Does anything change in episode two? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'll give that a shot. I, I think episode two might be a bit like, oh, have they already blown all their load though? Like. Uh, Interesting. Okay. They, they focus on. Of all the baby blobs, they choose to immediately focus on the best of the baby blobs by far. Um, Nina, of Can course. I, um, Nina? Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, but there gotcha. is a character cameo, which is really fun and charming. But as soon as the characters show up, you're like, I fucking wish they weren't adapting. I wish they were adapting literally any other Idolmaster manga like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Society of um, Wild Wind Girl. Well, we go no, would never after happen. 20. I mean, I don't know. They, uh, after 20, we go crazy. Pretty, both are quite popular. It's Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, this is like, it, this does really make you realize, like, people obviously have some mixed thoughts on the 2015 Cinderella Girls anime. I'm personally very attached to it. But it had the very... I quite like it as well, for the record. Yeah, but it had the very smart idea to have the first episode just focus on two characters. And producer, I guess. It was focused on Uzuki and yes. Rin, and also producer. And that was it. And as soon as you get to the, the scene in any of these kinds of shows where suddenly ten girls walk into a room and you're like, no, yep, yep, yep. no, 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 don't do this. Give it no, time. take me back, take me back. Let them breathe. So yeah, I uh, know. Um, um, yeah, so this one launches into the scene where you meet all nine of the under 149s yeah. um, right away. I will say, as someone who's not familiar with the manga at all, I am pleasantly charmed by the producer. Yeah, he's cute. He's very cute. He's the I think out of all of the IMSP chance, he's the one that I um think is the cutest. Fair enough. For personal taste reasons, I know I know you <laughs> like the I know you like him. He's great. He's a close second. I love this guy. This, That's great. The, the fact they did immediately give this guy a taller bowl cut dude who talks to him in this really fucking horny voice. And then gets drunk with him. I was like, okay, well, they know some of what they're doing. They un- they understand that aspect of the. Yeah, they're figuring families. it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, um. Yeah. So this one's about um. Alice is kind of the main character yeah, in this one, right? Yeah. I, I get. Sorry, I, Arisu. I, Sorry, Tachibana. Tachibana. Oh, good point. Uh. Yeah. I guess Tachibana is the main character, but I also don't know how good the focus is going to be. We'll see. Uh, yep. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah. I'll be watching this one. Yeah, I um, I might drop out of this one depending on how I'm feeling, but I I will. Episode two had a neat thing. If episode three can continue to have that aspect of neat thing, I'll stick with it. If not, it's gonna be on the kind of block. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm gonna 
bring up one now. Uh, Skip to loafer. Yeah, heard some good things about this. This thing's cute. Skip, don't loaf to watch Skip and Loafer. Oh, it's cute. It's it's fun <laughs> nice. to see something that's like this much of a shoujo manga get an adaptation these days. Except it's actually not a shoujo manga. It like ran in the same magazine as like Octave and stuff. Uh, oh wow, which really? is really huh. funny. Uh, and I think Tepu. Oh, I might be wrong about that one. I think they build the same family magazines, but slightly different magazines. But yeah, it's it feels it's really funny that it just feels so much like the lovely complex or community todoke of its day doesn't run the shoujo magazine anymore. But maybe shoujo magazines are just dying because they haven't got enough villainess isekais. Who can say? Yeah, wow, uh, that's so true. But yeah, first of all, this was really cute, uh, really charming animation. It's done by. Uh, edit this out while I try to remember who did Oh, it's PA Works! It's PA, of course, it's PA Works! The Goats! Ah, nice, nice, nice. Broken quality streak. Nice, good. Yeah, I saw some stuff about the general premise. Another nice, cute rom com, which seems very fun. Lots of soul, lots of heart in this one. And speaking of cute rom coms, uh, there's also uh, Kimi no Hokago Insomnia, or Your Insomnia After School. Uh, yeah, I heard about this one as well. This one's, cu- this one's really funny, because, like, I'm someone who, for various reasons, has watched a decent number of the show in the what I like to call the girlfriend genre. The Uzakis, uh-huh. the Bisque Dolls, the uh, Call of the Night's a bit weird, but kind of fits into there, etc, etc. Um, and Kimino Hoko and Sonia has now finally understood what if there was a um, a show where the gimmick was the girlfriend was normal but a bit funny with it? And... I don't know, it's it's charming. The main girl is very charming. The main boy, I think he could be charming. He's a bit more character work. Because that's the thing that makes it feel like a girlfriend show and not just a rom-com, that he does feel a little bit flat. But the animation's super charming. The soundtrack is really good. And uh, yeah, I think it could be really strong if it uh, keeps up its kind of lo-fi pace and gives the main character a bit more of a fleshing out. Um, okay, one that I have not seen yet, but I'm just going to put on the radar so we can talk about it. Um, Yuri is my job? Yuri is your job. I, well, I, I, I'm sorry, I was talking about the show, not um, my real life. I, I, uh, I think a lot about the, the one Black Eyed Peas song where William says, Rockin' Like This My Job, and that's the exact voice I hear. <laughs> Yuri is my job in every time. Um, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Best Black Eyed Peas song of all time? I was thinking about this. I think I think it's um, Don't Funk With My Heart. Uh, I really like Meet Me Halfway. Wow, okay. That that song has, like, a genuinely, like, soulful, emotional hook from Fergie that, like, somehow touches on something, which is not what I really expect from Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, not her song. usual thing. Yeah. Not her usual thing. Don't Funk With My Heart. I think of, like, the classic boom bat Black Eyed Peas. I would say Don't Funk With My Heart is probably their strongest. Uh, it's just such a strong beat. It's so tight. Great hook. Let's. Oh, I guess let's. Um, let's virtually get no lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Let's get started in here. Also good. Oh uh, yeah. Even e- yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say something that I would uh, have to edit out of the podcast. Yes. Um. Yes. And the uncensored. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. True. The one they made for the NBA. Did you know that they only made that version of the song so the NBA could use it for game time? That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. That's also really funny. I did not know that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so Yuri is my job. Um, does not I don't know much that. about it except that it seems like it might be kind of good. It's about you. You said it. What, what did you say? You said it's about the I, I, a Marimite theme cafe, quote unquote, essentially. That's kind what of. you said. I I wasn't actually. That's sure. what I said. What did you said? Uh, all I know about it is there are discourse characters who show up that get people very angry. But I know the biggest discourse character probably won't be what the anime covers. So that's a shame. Yeah, I know. I've heard it's very good. I admit that the art and the vibe never seemed like my thing, so I had never checked it out. But I'll check out the anime and, you know, if it's good or if it's notably not good, maybe I'll read the manga. It's like one of those things I'm like... Because actually one thing I discussed earlier, but I won't drag it down, is I did watch the uh, the Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess show last season. That was actually, like, genuinely really good in a way that threw me off guard. So maybe maybe the basic Asuri show this season will be good. Who can say? Hi everyone, um, little editor's note here. Um, since recording this and doing this edit, I actually did go and watch the first two episodes of Yuri Is My Job. And I gotta say, I'm enjoying it a fair bit. I, w I would describe it as, I've made it. I made this tweet and I'm genuinely so proud of this tweet. It is one of my, it's so funny that I'm just gonna say it verbatim. Um, watching this is sort of like uh, getting day drunk at like a triple A hockey game, but for Hime Joshi. Uh, I feel like you're constantly going, oh, look at that. That's that's a missed icing call. Drop those gloves. Let's go. Let's go. And you're like hoping for a fight and kind of getting rowdy in the audience. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It is uh, kind of a Marimite cafe thing. Um, I, I've, I've been informed that the going discourse is that the girls are too toxic and this is not okay. And I think it's fucked up how mean everyone is. And I think that that's, you know, like the Dynasty Scans crowd is getting like filtered heavily. And I support that. And I would say that if you watched an episode or two and you thought it maybe wasn't toxic enough, I would implore you to give it a shot. Because I think episode two dials it up a good amount and something really kind of crazy starts happening. Um, yeah, if you want some toxic nonsense with some fun high drama and then also like a healthy amount of good Marimite parody and reference. And like it's, it's sort of like a satire for genre fans in a way that I appreciate. So Go check that out uh, if you want to have a funny, fun time, I think. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's funny, fun. This is episode two, so that's my official opinion. But I did watch it. There's a little bit more information for you. Um, editor out. Back to the show. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and then we have two really big um, second seasons. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the first one, the one that we're a little bit less excited about. Um, I, you mean Tokyo Mew Mew 2? Oh, sorry. There's three really big second seasons. Yeah, this year. yeah. Woohoo! Woo. Um, are you watching? I I fell off Tokyo Mew Mew pretty hard just because once again I just didn't have time for stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm. Um, and that was a cuttable show for me. I first season was completely insane. I'm hoping second season can live up to its potential. Awesome. Okay. Um, if I completely lose track of my life, I might pick it back up. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but the really the the less important second season of this se season is um, Witch of Mercury, the, the Witch of Mercury season, season two. two. Um, I've seen the first two episodes of season two so far. I think that's what's out. Yes. Uh, when season when episode one of season two opened up and it was the fucking school, I like actually groaned. Like I I felt like physical pain. Ronka, they're literally in the school. I, I don't want them to be in the school. I thought I thought after everything that happened in the last season, they wouldn't be in the school, or at least not entirely in the school. Um, it was 
a bit disappointing. Things are happening. As of episode two, things are happening. But my rule with G-Witch now is that it has to have two good episodes in a row before I give it any faith. Because... Okay, fair enough. Because the stuff that happened in this episode was cool. But there's every chance that next episode, they will be back in the school and be like, ah, oh, and we aren't allowed to talk about it because otherwise we're arrested. Anyway, let's run around the school for another two episodes. Uh, uh, okay, alright, fair enough. I, I also agree with you. I thought that the second episode of this season was pretty great. It was um, cool. It was cool. I just have, like, no No, I, I hear you. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Two in a row. Way to Two go. In a row. You seem kind of taken Alternate, aback by my... Alternating quality? By my, my reaction to it. Well, I'm just like, Raka, it's set in a fucking school. What the hell do you want? I it's mean, like, it, this is going to be 50 episodes. They're not going to leave the school yet. I'm like, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just... I just think the way in which they chose to pick up off the end of season two was like the worst of both worlds. Because I think if they picked up directly afterwards, it would have been cool. And if they were no longer in the school, a lot had changed, it'd be cool. But the fact it was, ah, we sort of had to go back to the status quo, despite everything, was kind of like, really? Really? I mean, they kind of haven't, though. Like, Mirina hasn't seen Suleta yet. That's true. Miri is actually. Wait, sorry, we're discussing spoilers for uh, Gundam uh, episode two of season two. So. Uh, Mirina looks like Mirina's stuff. This series looks cool. I hope we get more than like a minute of it each episode. Yeah, I'm really excited for her to have some more screen time. It's gonna cool. make a big difference for me. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry for thinking the show that seemed like they had left the school was going back to the school. Okay, I I get that. I get that the finale had that moment i at no point was i like ah guess they're done with the school guess she's gonna go to the army now I, like i i just i i hey, get what you mean hey i've seen kill the kill that... i've seen kill the kill they didn't go back to the school after that yeah but kill the kill is like a really good show <laughs> kill is a really good show <laughs> um anyway uh, yeah no i get what i get what you're saying i get what you're saying um i am really hype after episode two of season two very excited i feel like um the finale of season one was great, and then the cool. you know picking it back up, it was it was fine. I thought that there was some good stuff for sure. Like I think adding the, well, I shouldn't really say anything, but like you know, I thought they introduced some cool new stuff that they also then cash in pretty immediately in episode two, which was really good. So I feel like we're on a, an upward trajectory with some little baby bumps. So I'm excited. Because if you told me like episode eight, season one, how I'm feeling, I'm like yeah, whatever. Like I was like not. It was cool. Looks yeah. good. I mean, I also should say I think that the ED for season oh, two is the EDs. best one. They, is the best one of those I've seen in a fucking minute. That ED is so fucking the song. Like, uh, I know you're a bit of a Biss and Bish fan. It's the uh, one of the original members of Biss is the vocal. This one of the Bish, the Bishters. Yeah, not Bish, but Biss. Biss is one of the Bishters. This is uh, okay. I, I know the end, and it's composed by. Uh, did you ever pay much attention to Ling Toshite Sigure? The oh they did the psychopaths openings, oh amazing! It's, it's Great. the full circle. Yeah, the composer, well, the so like the main track writer from that band composed that ending theme, and it's sung by the best person. And it's that sequence is great. Oh, that song is great because she is an ex. That is she's, she's good. Fucking belting that shit is awesome. That's yeah, the um, fantastic. yeah. So really good ED. Um, very fond. I also like the imagery in the ED, and I have some ideas about what it might uh, imply about the show, which yeah. is exciting. Um, cool. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing more about that. But now, um, now, get all this kitty shit out of here. It's time let's, for real cinema. Let's get into fucking. Let's get in the zone. Do you let's doubt talk my about zone? Real stuff. In the zone. Are you in my zone? I hope Mallory is respecting my zone right now. Do not let me into my zone. Do not <laughs> let me into my zone. 
you golfers, leave me alone. Oh, man. Oh, Bodie Wing comes right. back, and it's already, like... It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's just... It's just, like, effortlessly funny and exciting at the same time. In, in a way that's just so pure camp and knows exactly what points the camp to stress, what parts to make into one-off gag, and then oh, it's it's so good. I I really don't think... I mean, I, I, you can't really like, sell a season separately because it is it's very much clearly a show that was probably meant to be 26 episodes at some point, and then got split in half and took an entire year for the second half to come out. Um, but, yeah, I am I'm so excited to see where this goes. Uh, I'm so pumped. I am. I'm so Akari pumped. Kito, the queen, is back in action um, with another um, uh, curdling butch roll. She's so cool. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> She's so fucking cool. <sighs> um, yeah, I cannot wait to see more Birdie Wing. I've only seen the first episode so far, but like, Oof. my god, am I excited? Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 fabulous. Um, hey, is there anything else we're watching? Uh, I'll bring up a few more things, because why Ooh, not? I have one more, sorry. Yeah. This is not a seasonal, but it is out. Um, the Penguin Drum Recycle compilation thing. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm. I mean, I'll be watching that, that shit. I'm curious about this, because the one thing I can say about Penguin Drum is I do wish it had a bit less fluff and a bit less running around, nothing happening in the middle. So, oh, the running around is so good. When nothing happens, oh. Mwah. Some of it is good. Some of it is not so good. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm curious to see, because uh, I think Penguin Jump boiled down a bit more and maybe less of the stuff to do with the teacher and the opera singer. But you could cut that bit out, I think. I think that'd be fine to cut out. Um, fine. Fair enough. Would be... I don't know. I think it could be really... I, I, I mean, Penguin Jump is my favourite... Um, uh, Ikahara Walk by a decent margin. I I'm not really much one for recap movies, but I uh, once my Penguin Drum heads like Mallory uh, come in and give a verdict, I might check it out because I I have a lot of funds for Penguin Drum and the ending is still I still think about that ending sometimes. I have a lot of fondness about Penguin Drum on account of I love it. So yeah, I'll be watching that when I get some time, and I'll let you know how I feel. Very fair. Um, guaranteed, I forget about this until our, before our next seasonal um, episode, and I don't mention it. And then at the break, I come back and I say something like that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, sorry, you go on with your stuff. This is not movies. Okay. Um, how about that? Mine was Ki movies. Kizuna no Arere. Okay. okay. You, Great name. Have, loving it. Have you, have you seen it. this one? The, the one about girls going to VTuber Academy to meet Kizuna Ai. Which is... Okay. This feels three years too late. Like, that wave has um, passed. I have a question. L yeah. Literally Kizuna Ai? Literally. Like, it's it's like the actual... You know, you know, do you remember the Mario Tennis and Mario Golf games? Uh, um... Like, <laughs> I never played them? Okay. So on the, on the Game Boy Color, uh, there was a Mario Tennis RPG where you went to, like, the Mario Tennis Academy and you created your own OC and would train against it and eventually Mario was the final boss. And this is the vibe I'm getting this. This is, like, going to the Kizuna Eye Academy so you can fight Kizuna Eye to become the ultimate VTuber, I guess. Um, I'm so curious about this just because it feels... It feels so past the... The zeitgeist, and it's kind of tragic because you know, it's only like three years past the zeitgeist, but that's that's a long time in 
in a world with Hollow Live and Niji Sanji in it. Uh, but it does look a bit like Aikatsu, so I guess I have to try it. Um, okay, alright. I'm I'm quite curious about my home hero. I like me a good thriller. Uh, I've oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Because the title, I guess if it's a thriller, I'm thinking Gone Girl. <laughs> my home hero, Gone Girl. Oh shit, you might be right actually. I think it's about like it's like a, yeah. a, a salary man uh, kills his uh, boyfriend, his daughter's boyfriend. Um, oh, and then uh, gets involved in like the Yakuza underworld because of it. Okay, uh, it's, that's it... that's very cool actually. Yeah, <laughs> what a cool concept. I've um, I've heard the manga is meant to be pretty good, so I'm curious how the anime is. Um. One thing I was really excited for, but it looks kind of shite now, but I'm still going to do an episode just in case, but I know it'll be shite and I'll drop it, is um, Magical Girl, Magical Destroyers. Okay, which cool title. Which had this really cool trailer with these three really cool magical girls in it. And I was like, okay, this is going to be one of those, like, anarchic magic... This is going to be Kill the Kill 2, baby. This is going to be great. And of course, there's, like, a male protagonist who has, like, the... Uh, otaku swirly glasses because it's a show about how otaku culture is being wiped out and these magical girls are going to save otaku culture i'm like oh no it's one of these again they do one of these like every two or three years and no one watches them um and this time i felt, I felt really betrayed because like wow these girls look cool uh shame this is what this is actually about so yeah um Otherwise, uh, the one thing that I am a bit genuinely curious about, and is a bit podcast relevant, I uh, don't know how it's going to be, is a World Die Star, which okay. seems to look like the midpoint between Kageki Shoujo and Daikatsu. Uh, Alright, okay. It seems to be about, like, oh, it's, it's, it's um, an alternate world in the 20th century where, like, theatre became the primary form of entertainment. Uh, and didn't get, like, replaced by films or anything. And now it's, like, people are competing to be, like, the best uh, theatre actress. Uh, but they also all look like Akatsu characters. So, no idea what's going to be. Uh, there's a chance it could be a, a one of those, like, kind of slightly soulless mixed-media franchises. But, I don't know. I, I like giving these things a try. I think it looks kind of fun. Okay. All right, I love I love a mixed media franchise. Ah, I love I, I who doesn't love Bang Dream? Who doesn't love D Four DJ? D Four DJ, <laughs> yay! Uh, um, great, and cool. I guess finally, in terms of movies that I'm excited for, Sailor Moon Cosmos. It's finally uh, here. Cool. I'm I'm nice. so excited for this. It's from what I hear, every single arc of the Sailor Moon manga just gets weirder and weirder, and this last one seems like it'll be. The arc to end all arcs, which it better be because it's the final one. Nice. Okay. So yeah. Best of luck adding the arcs. Best of luck. Um, and oh yeah, and also marginal service. I am curious about. Uh, strange okay. first episode. Not sure we following it, but you can't dislike a show with Brian Knight Raider as the protagonist, and it might have interesting things to say about like Japan's like immigration policies and like sort of oh. internalized racism i really okay. don't it, the first episode had like was throwing so many punches i'm like i don't know if this is like saying something or is going to be wildly offensive but uh it's okay i'm gonna say the premise now because it's brought up uh there's a uh first generation immigrant um guy in japan working as a policeman who uh basically gets into like a weird like foiled drug bust, uh, bust and then gets let go because of it 
uh, he starts drinking himself into stupor and then gets invited to this thing called the Marshal Service, which is a um, sort of like super sentai group of uh, all immigrants who are being brought in to fight against essentially um, supernatural yokai crimes in Japanese society. But the supernatural yokai crimes are like, uh, the first episode is about like drug rings. Okay, so cool. I really have no idea what it's going to be doing, what it's going to be saying. Like, I, I feel like this this might end up being a bit too Hakozume either way for some people, but I'm I'm tapped in because it also seems to be... It's Studio 3H, 3, 3 Hertz. So this is... Oh, oh. So yeah, that's how I'm like, hmm, they could be cooking. Okay, well, they, they historically they have cooked quite a bit. They have they have cooked quite a bit, and so that might uh, might uh, might, might uh, be worth looking at. Okay, it might be. Cool. I'll I'll really really have to see how it goes because I think it could also be absolute garbo, but we'll find out when we get there. All right, fingers crossed. Sounds exciting. Holy crap, that's a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. Okay. And uh, is there one that we're gonna be like? Focusing on, do you think? Probably not. Probably I don't think that we not. got one. This is this is so funny how there was like that one season with a Kurara that aired that we didn't fucking notice, and now we're like eyes laser peeled. We're and they scouring, and there's nothing. There's nothing. Um, you know what? I think um, the Cinderella Girls U149 is probably the closest thing we have to a slice of life. I, so I guess that will give um, us a chance to talk about Idolmaster for an hour and a half. Well, I was thinking about that too. We could probably just talk about Islemaster for that good. an episode, which is fun. We like let's, that. We let's, like that. Yeah, let's watch you. Okay. Cool. Okay, so we're officially we're officially locking in to finish U one four nine. God, so, I regret this in thirty well, hey, uh, we'll have something to talk about. Uh, you know what? If the show is bad, we'll just talk about Idolmaster for like a whole podcast. Sounds good. Which you guys will love. You'll love that. <laughs> You'll love it. You'll love it. Oh my god, <laughs> we'll go back to the mines. We'll go back to the damn well. Forget, forget about the podcast again. I'm so proud of us. This is our shortest episode ever. Yeah. We did it. We, I think did we, it. Got, we, we, we didn't even crack an hour and a half. I'm so proud of that's, us. That's so good. Wow. Uh, amazing. Well, I hope you guys can cope with a little bit less podcast than usual. But like I said, <laughs> in two weeks, we'll be back with uh, Hani Yamada. Yeah. And then after Hani Yamada, something else to be determined uh, as of right now. So... No, we, um, we know what yeah, it is. We just need to remember the list of shows. That's right. Well, we the list of shows. Yeah, it's gonna be multiple. Some uh, yeah, that's a teaser. Teaser for one month from now. Get yourselves ready. And get ready to probably do what I'm going to do, which is go to Nya and try and find how many of these are still seating and then, like, <laughs> maybe cry about it a little bit later. Maybe, maybe there'll then, be like, a, an exclusive pack we'll release. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll, it, we'll, we'll hook something up, perhaps. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, anyways... Yeah, so um, next episode is Hani Yamada, uh, and then Ranka will be back at, at their place at some point, and then we'll do more later. Woo! All right, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I, I've been Mallory. I've been Ranka. Let us know in the comments which show this season you won't be watching. Yeah, let us know in the comments um, anything you want. Let us know in the comments how your day was. Mm. All right, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to episode 33 of our Fun Things Fun podcast, covering the 2023 winter seasonals and previewing the 2023 spring seasonals. Uh, I'm going to be real with you, this was not our best episode, but we had recorded at the same session right after the Hani Yamada discussion, which I am very happy with. I think it's a very interesting discussion. Um, so please sit tight for two weeks from now, you'll get to enjoy that. We have already locked down the questions period, so apologies, you are too late. Anyways, on to the music credits. As always, the music we select is taken from the shows we talked about. Our interstitial, our little interlude there, was Stand By Me by the band Subway Daydream. And that is the OP to Moe Pan. And you're currently listening to Millennium Parade X Ashina Ringo uh, Work is the name of the song. And that is the OP for Jugoku Raku. So thank you once again for listening. Stay tuned for two weeks from now. We'll talk about Hani Yamada. So you got two more weeks to watch the show if you haven't seen it already. Bye-bye. して弁解したい後悔自然に静かな